It is time for the sermonette, y'all. I hope that you are blessed. I hope that you are well, and I hope that you are ready. Please listen to this sermonette by our very own narrator, Azariah Ellington. Joseph and his brothers, Genesis chapter 37. When we consider Joseph, we are considering the breakdown of family structure and the misunderstanding of love and what love will actually yield in a family. If it's understood and if it's misunderstood. In the account, of Joseph and his relationship with his father and the relationship with his brothers, we have leadership as probably the key element as to what happened in this family. When the father began to isolate Joseph as the favored child, most of the times we would look at this selection as something to say that the other children were not favored at all. But here you have a father celebrating the love of God in his family. First, you have this woman who could not have children, and then suddenly now a child is born. And not only is that child born, this child is born in my old age or in this man's old age. The miracle of his birth the miracle of her ability to bring forth this child, the miracle of God saying, I will bring forth a vein of righteousness through this woman, and I will uphold the marriage, and I will give fruit to this blessing. He thought, Jacob, he thought that maybe Reuben would celebrate my oldest son. He would know. Judah, Judah, the celebratory child, he would know. Asher, my warrior, he would know. But they received this celebration as a note against them instead of joining the party. They couldn't circle Joseph themselves and also bring colored coats and colored jackets and colored shoes. They couldn't join in because their look on who Joseph was and who Joseph is, is someone who is going to be set over him. Take a side on this. On the side, you had this gift that was laid in this young child, a gift of dreams. Now, he's a baby. You know what it's like to give baby something really powerful or something really strong. He's running out the door. He runs to his brother. Hey, last night, God gave me a dream, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what this dream was about. And the brother's attention may have been drawn to him. But when he heard the story, when he heard the dream, the only thing he could think of is that you mean to tell me that I'm going to have to serve you? That you're dreaming about supplanting me? that you are dreaming about taking my place, that you are dreaming about being who I am. I won't accept such a thing from you. And not only that, the younger, older brothers had the same cantankerous idea. 
They couldn't understand that if my brother is leading, guess what? I'm leading too. If my brother is made king, guess what? I'm king also. One of the things that happen in our families every day is that when we see someone excel, we become jealous. We don't go over there, hey, how do I help you excel? How do I help you fly higher? How do I help you run faster? How do I broaden the foundation of that building so you can make it stronger and higher and more able? Because our hearts are set against one another instead of for one another. And this man celebrating his son coming into the world through a barren woman became the tragedy of his family. It became his brokenheartedness instead of his celebration. And now, the saga begins. Where Joseph is going out now, his father is looking for the rest of the boys. They're out doing their work. And he says, go and see where your brothers are. Go see how they're doing. Go see what's going on amongst them. And he leaves and he's rejoicing and he's even maybe none the wiser to what's going on. And as he's traveling to go find his brothers, he, he can't find them where they're normally grazing. And then someone said, when you're looking all around, where you? He's, I can tell you where they are. They're down there in Dalton. Go on down there and you'll find your brothers there. And he goes and he finds his brothers and they seem coming afar off. And their venom in their heart is the thing that rises up when they see him coming across the horizon on the mesa with his multicolored coat. Here comes the dreamer. Don't you know God had entered your family through that dreamer? Don't you know God said he was securing you through that dreamer? Don't you know the fact that you was bowing to that dreamer meant that you too were going to be sustained? But no, hallelujah, you could not stand it. You couldn't stand it because you were not the leader. You couldn't stand it, hey, because you were not the one God spoke to. You couldn't stand it because you were not the one. And because I wasn't the one, because I am not the one, I hate you. I don't just dislike you. I hate you. I hate you with the highest level of hate. And that highest level of hate is not that just the hate of getting rid of you. It's the hate of killing you. I don't want you really to survive anywhere, anywhere on earth, anywhere in the universe. I must totally obliterate you. And so it's set. As he draws closer, the plot thickens. And when he gets in their hands, they commence. And they break the young boy down. And they put him in a pit. And in emphasis, a pit with no water. Which is to say, I can leave you here and you die. But he had an intervener. One who spoke on his behalf. One who said, look. That's our brother. Let's not kill him. Just like you, I don't like him around. Just like you, I don't like his dreams. Just like you, 
Did you hear the other day that he told dad and mom that they too were going to bow to him? It wasn't just us, that everybody in the family, I'm sick of Joseph just like you. But let's not kill him. Let's not kill him. Here we have this young boy now sitting in a pit. He hears the ones who they don't even understand this respect from that boy. His older brothers who he loved and respected and admired. He heard them plotting what to do with the rest of his life. Now, here's the question for us. How do you forgive that? How do you prepare your heart? Where do you go for the strength, for the might? Does it even cross your mind? And I ask myself the question that while I'm sitting in that pit, wondering what's going to happen to me for the rest of my life, am I ever going to come to a place where I can forgive. God bless you. The Forgiven.